Segabits presents Sega Talk, a podcast talking all things with your hosts, George and Barry. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sega Talk Podcast where we take one Sega game and one or console and uh, dedicate a whole episode talking about the history, development, and our opinion on the history of that game or console. I'm your host George and with me is the Sega Nomad himself, (laughs) Barry. Hey, yeah, I haven't gone by Sega Nomad in a while. I kind of phased that out. I should bring it back. But um, I'm actually thinking of... uh, Maybe bury the bimbo. What do you think about that? Um, you saw you this? Hear those? Oh, yeah, I saw your tweet <laughs> on social media. Yeah, I got my bimbo donas, uh, azucarades. Right? Like, uh, yeah, people were saying online they're like, you know, that doesn't mean the same thing in Spanish, and I'm like, no, duh. I know, right? Like, come on, guys. And then someone's like, you're not. <laughs> it's like, I know. I'm just making a joke. It's I know bimbos. And, you know, it's it's bimbo, you know, yeah. whatever. But like, bimbo. it's the fact that it's Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie promotional items. It's the only one I've ever seen. Like this movie, as well as its performing, the merchandising and marketing is kind of garbage. I don't know. <laughs> so are you gonna do a uh, fastest food alive with uh, Bimbo? <laughs> with Bimbo, like what would I talk about? I'm like in 1972, John Bimbo had a plan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> and the then, history of the word. And then the other so thing we'll I was just gonna you know. do real quick since this is video, I got the pop up book finally, too. Oh, nice. Yeah. For the yeah yeah so, so the arcade one that uh, Rom what's the company called again? Uh, Read only memory. Yeah. So it's the. Um, uh, Sega Arcade pop-up history. And honestly, it's really sweet. But, um, yeah, the reason I brought these out, other beside the fact that I just got them and I'm wearing my Team Sonic Racing shirt, is there's kind of a theme here, right? Do you see what I'm kind of leading oh, into with I you? See. What's the connection, all of these? Sonic, uh, stuff like uh, uh, OutRun, and um, Team Sonic Racing. What's kind of the connection there with today's show? Because we're going to be talking about Sega Superstars Tennis, yes. which is a tennis crossover video game developed by Sumo Digital mm-hmm. and was released on March 2008 on PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, Nintendo Wii, Xbox 360, Nintendo DS, and there was a Mac OS X version in 2013, mm-hmm. but not a PC version, which is weird. Uh, the game featured 16 playable characters, 10 courts featuring different Sega franchises, which I guess we'll talk about later. But like we start every episode, um, what is your history with Sega Superstar Tennis? What is your opinion that it's now been 12 years since we had this game? Wow. And uh, what version of the game did you play most since there's so many versions? Uh, so this, So this game, as you said, it came out... In uh, what was it, 20, 2008, right? Yeah. yeah, so this this is a strange one because it does predate um, Sega Bits. So I was mm-hmm. not super into modern Sega gaming at that time, but I do believe I shortly thereafter got a Xbox 360. So probably a year later, I picked up the 360 version of this. Um, and uh, and played it a little bit. I mean, at the time, I thought the game was a little janky. I won't lie. Oh yeah, um, it was for sure. But I just I absolutely loved seeing all of these Sega characters together. And being a big Dreamcast fan, I did see the connection between Virtua Tennis. So, um, uh, my opinion on it now being twelve years old, like wow, we've come so far. Yeah, I know. It's insane. Yeah. Um, right. It's. I mean, it's a really important game because it it did kick off what we now have as the uh, All Stars Racing series, um, and it's just it's fascinating to think that a tennis game has now led us to this windy road to <laughs> uh, Team Sonic Racing, or as I'm wearing Sonic Racing. So this is the shirt. I think you got one too for the mobile yes, port. I did, yeah. 
So it's just, it's such a weird history this franchise has had and Sumo has had with Sega. So I'm really looking forward to talking about it. And it's a, it's a weird game for us. To, why'd you pick this? I, well, I picked this game because, uh, I don't know, I was just thinking the other day because uh, it was the All-Stars uh, Racing hmm. 20, uh, 10th anniversary. And I was like, we haven't done one of these crossover games. And I, I was actually really into this game when it came out. So that's why I was like, oh, maybe I'll just talk about the tennis one. Nobody talks about it. I like that. I like it. Yeah. Well, my history with the game was uh, basically it was I was already starting to get more intensely into writing about Sega. So when this game came out, I, I kind of was really excited because I feel like in the West, we never got a game that was hyped. Like, there was a, a game before this, which we'll talk about in the next section, but there was, this game seemed to me like everything I would want growing up as, as a kid. Like, I loved virtual tennis, and it had that. And so, and it also had all the Sega franchises, which Sega's never done, and they, I think they should have done before this. Mm-hmm. Like, like a crossover. And so I thought, so I was really excited, and I remember I broke a, a story of one of the characters online that uh, wasn't announced yet at the time. Ooh. And it was, so it, it really tells you how long ago 12 years was when it comes to reporting news, because I remember I got a Game Informer early, and they had a preview, and it, and it, they revealed it was Alex Kidd, but nobody online posted about it. No huh. sites, no nothing. So I was the one that updated it, and IGN started, you know, Oh, uh, reported by this blog or whatever that's, that it was coming out. That's really interesting. So, that actually sparks a little memory of mine. I remember um, with All Stars Racing, like remember we'd get screenshots, uh, mm-hmm. and they would do kind of a bad job doing reveals. So really, every time a screenshot came out, people would zoom in, move around, like what's that little pixel in the back? Is that Ulala? Ulala's in the game. They didn't announce her, so I was doing a lot of that stuff. Um, with the first All-Stars racing, and I think it was in the Sonic Stadium forums. I'd be the one to be like, guys, I think I see a shadow, and I'm not talking about Shadow the Hedgehog, it's a shadow of Billy Hatcher. I can see him, you know, like, off to the side. Yeah. So it's, uh, that's that's really funny. Like, yeah, n- now they've got it, like, locked down. They, like, do the character reveals, the rollouts, but back then it was just like, oh, there's Alex Wild Kidd. West, dude. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, yeah. I-, I guess I revealed that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that was when I first got my whole, like, uh, I guess, like, bug for trying to figure out, like, oh, man, when when is this character going to be announced? Or So, you know, getting deeper into uh, looking at information. Mm-hmm. So this is the game that did that for me. So I, I really appreciate that game in that sense. As for the playing, uh, I really enjoyed the game. I, I think it was more because of the nostalgia and having all these characters than it was the game itself. Like you said, it is buggy, but, you know, I don't really blame Sumo Digital on this one because, like, I feel like, uh, I feel like, can you hear, can you hear that right now? What? Like a click, click, clicking noise on my, on my end? No. Okay, then I'll just edit this out and continue with my thing. Um, So yeah, the game was buggy, and but I really liked that they kind of put Puyo Puyo in other franchises, and I thought this would have been an interesting way to try to like relaunch some of these franchises. Hmm. I don't know if Sega did a good job capitalizing on that, but uh, I, it was an interesting experiment, and I obviously do think that uh, doing a kart racing game was a lot easier for the team, because we'll talk about all the 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 trouble they went into trying to get 16 characters to be in this game. Which doesn't sound like that much, but hmm. I'll, con- I'll continue right here with... Uh, well, a lot of people in the West assumed the first entry to the Superstars franchise, and the last since they changed the names to All-Stars. Uh, uh, but before four years before this game came out, Sega released Sega Superstars, a party video game featuring 12 minigames that used the uh, PlayStation Eye toy, which is probably why nobody played this game. Uh, the game was highly influenced by Sony's iToy Play, mm-hmm. while a lot of fans forget about this title because everyone forgot about the iToy. It was released worldwide and even got, according to Wikipedia, an average average <laughs> reviews. Though it, it got like a 72 out of 100 Metacritic. I don't think that's average. I, I would consider that good. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but hey, whatever. I mean, 
Uh, before playing Sega Superstars Tennis, did you know about Sega Superstars by Sonic Team that existed prior? I, I knew about it, and I think I picked it up after playing tennis because it was just one of those like weird little oddities that passed me by. I had no reason to get an eye toy. They were expensive at the time. Um, but since then, I picked one up used. I went on eBay, got uh, Sega Superstars, and I think it's a fine game. It's a good use of the eye toy. It's uh, fun little mini games. It's cool to see some of these franchises come together. As, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I did say that this kicked off the franchise, so I guess I was wrong, but this wasn't a sumo title. So I guess my mind was more in, like, sumo's uh, whole, you know, shepherding of the, the Superstars franchise, All-Stars franchise. But, um, yeah, it was good. I actually I use the iToy now for, like, uh, Pico streams, Sega Pico streams. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Little. <laughs> uh, I I didn't get it because I didn't really want to buy a night toy. To be honest with you, I thought it was kind of dumb. I did see online like videos on how it plays, and I think it's a little silly because I remember these are basically what like old webcams wow. used to come with, like those little mini games, and it just happens to have like a virtual fighter game where you punch uh, nothing. I guess it's just like a little nice gimmick game. I feel like tennis was the right direction, and like you said. The other one was the first one by uh, Sumo Digital, and I feel like they kind of basically had the better idea instead of making all these little gimmicky video games just centered around something Sega has already done in the past, like a racing or uh, tennis. I thought that was a lot better <laughs> idea. So uh, Sega Superstars Tennis was the, the first full from the ground up game developed by Sumo Digital for Sega. In the past, Sumo Digital was the company that would port like Sega arcade games, and I think that's where I really started to appreciate them when they started doing games like Outrun mm -hmm. 2, Outrun 2 SP, Outrun 2006 Coast to Coast, and uh, the lastly was Virtual Tennis 3. Seeing as the port of Virtual Tennis 3 was right before Sega Superstars Tennis, it's safe to say that the engine they created to port uh, Virtual Tennis 3 turned into Sega Superstars Tennis. While some people will say, no, shut up, George, They're, they aren't the same game. Uh, one of our favorite mid-2000s website called UK Resistance <laughs> uh, had a Steve Lassette, who is the director of this game. Uh, they had an interview with him, and I don't know if this is a, a joke interview, but it sounds like a joke interview, but I, they have like a bunch of interviews with Sumo Digital, and they're kind of all like in a like I don't know a joke basically like it's a comic comic sketch mm -hmm. so this is uh, this is the UKR question they're like so is this just virtual tennis 3 with some new textures on it Steve everybody's asked us that it's a game in its own right that's an awful question I refuse <laughs> to answer it uh, UKR <laughs> but virtual tennis 3 is great it's a compliment Steve it's virtual tennis 3 but for everybody we've tried to make fun of it We've added loads of characters that play differently, unlike Virtual Tennis. And then Travis stepping in to avoid trouble. Virtual Tennis 3 is a fun arcade game, but a lot of people are put off by the way it looks like a sim. It's easy to pick up, but it looks like a simulation. So we tried to make a game that's bright and colorful with loads of Sega characters to attract new people. Uh, in your opinion on using Virtual Tennis 3 to make a crossover Sega j tennis game, like, what's your opinion on that? And uh, this is sort of what Sega's been trying to do with, like, the Mario and Sonic series, really. Mm -hmm. Like, they use the same engine to make the other Olympic titles. Yeah. You think this is a... Who, what do you think used it better, though? Mario and Sonic, or do you think this is probably a better idea? I mean, with Mario and Sonic, I feel like none of the mini games are as deep as a full-on tennis game is. Um, mm. You also have the Olympic setting, which is kind of unexciting. Whereas with Superstars Tennis, it's, you know, not only the characters, but the locations. Um, nothing's in just like a boring old tennis court. So you're in Green Hill, you're in uh, Tokyoto. So I think it has that going for it, just in terms of design. Um, and, you know, it's, I think it's smart to use something that works. Obviously, uh, you look at, like, what, what has Nintendo done with Mario? Like Mario Strikers. 
Mario, uh, Mario Smash, Tennis, Mario Tennis, <laughs> Smash Brothers. But the thing is, is none of those franchises Nintendo can really call their own. Like there isn't like I can't think of an ongoing tennis franchise from Nintendo outside of them making a Mario Tennis game. And I mean, maybe I'm sounding like the Sega fanboy, but for me, like even if Mario has done it first, I feel like Sega has more of a say in tennis or racing because they have really cultivated long-term great franchises in those settings so it's like to say why is sonic doing a racing game mario can do it better it's like you're talking about sega though like and and even sumo digital who has done tennis and they've done outrun 2 you know like the granddaddy of all racing games sequels so i don't know you know, it's like, it's it's smart. Honestly, I feel like they could have done a Virtua, uh, like, fighter game outside of Sonic the Fighters. Like, continue that going, you know? Yeah, I'm actually surprised they haven't tried to do more of this. Like, uh, I know the arcades are getting, like, less, more, less popular in Japan. But, like, j- just get any game that you have, like a racing game. I know Sega's still making racing games. But, like, now right. we have... Now, like, there isn't another game that they port that is kind of, like, tied in like this anymore, which I don't know. I mean, I love I love the, the Transform series and all that, but, I, like, going Sonic only now is kind of weird. I hope they go back to this and they do... Uh, they try something different. It would be interesting to see what else they could do. Um, or maybe just use uh, Sega games, like... You know how they're already making uh, House of the Dead and the Unreal Engine? That could mm-hmm. be like a, a mini game you throw in there, right? Like using that engine, just taking away the graphics or whatever. That could and, be cool. Yeah, I, there's a lot of ideas. But uh, well, the game was a tennis game and a super fun tennis game. We all, that we all know the be- biggest selling feature was that that this game basically had a bunch of Sega IP, some that haven't been used for years before this. So these are the playable characters from the start. You get Sonic the Hedgehog, Miles, Tails, you know, we all know, Dr. Mm-hmm. Eggman, Beat from Jet Set Radio, Ulala, Space Channel 5, Amigo for Samba the Amigo, Knights from Nights into Dream, Ai from Super Monkey Ball, uh, Amy Rose, Shadow the Hedgehog. These are unlockable ones, obviously. Uh, Th- Mr. Thunderhead from Golden Axe, mm-hmm. Gum Pudding, uh, Riala. How do you say her name? Riala. Really? Mimi, and that's it, right? I believe so. Yeah. And uh, when this game came out, which one of the returning characters surprised you the most, and which uh, which one would you exchange for another character? I I know we have a lot of doubles here, right? I think that was the point. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you did it on purpose because it's a doubles a doubles game, right? You have to play a partner. For sure. And, I mean, first off, the character that surprised me the most, I think, was Alex Kidd. Because, sure, we're used to seeing him cameo a lot now. But at the time, that was a huge deal, I remember, for Sega fans to be like, Alex Kidd is playable for the first time in years. You know, maybe even a, over a decade. So, uh, that was a pretty big deal. And Alex Kidd, you know... He's kind of a genre hopper, so to play him in a tennis game doesn't really feel like a spin-off. It just feels like something goofy they would eventually get around to doing with Alex Kidd, you know? Like, he was in a BMX racing game, he was in uh, platformers, he was in kind of like quasi-role-playing games, so um, I think he was the biggest surprise. As far as who I would take out and replace, I honestly think this is a pretty great lineup i'm looking at these and even if i see one that i don't like the fact that tennis is played you know with doubles sometimes it makes sense to have two so like none of these really honestly none of these like seem bad to me i i think if anything i would have found a way to get uh gilius thunderhead to have another golden axe character because it does seem it does seem kind of weird to have Alex and Gilius basically as a team because, like, who else do they go with? And then you have the Sonic characters with an uneven five. So, oh, yeah. if anything, I would have added more characters and kept the the cast they have. 
Because it's really hard to say, you know, like, remove shadow. If anything, yeah. Knuckles is missing. You need Knuckles. Where's Knuckles? He's the most popular Sega character, right? <laughs> it's weird. It's weird that Knuckles isn't there. Yeah, it's it, little things like that are weird. And, like, I, t- I agree with you. Some people don't have partners, even though that was supposed to be the point of the game. You could probably mm-hmm. tell, since this is uh, Sumo Digital's first game, that they probably had to cut corners in this game, especially when you have to do it on, like, six platforms, which is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I I thought one of the biggest hyped characters was Ryu from uh, Shimyu. That didn't happen. So it would have been cool to see that. Um, but it, it never happened. And there's actually a question in the next uh, part where they actually talk about this. Um, so at the time, people were complaining there wasn't enough Sega representation because they had so many Sonic characters. And this is actually a thing that goes on with every game. Everybody always like, why so many Sega Sonic characters? Like, well, Sonic's a little popular, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. And to be honest, it's probably impossible to satisfy every Sega fan. In a 2008 interview with Kikizo, uh, director Steve Lissette talked about what it took to bring these characters to life. For context, the question asked about Ryu, which was a... uh, it was like a rumored character that Sumo Digital teased was going to be in the game. And he said, basically, when we made the game, we made a list of characters we wanted. But we also had to make sure that we could do do the game in time. Each character has something like 150 to 200 animations. And because the game is very animation driven, if these animations take too long on screen, it will actually break the way the game plays. So we basically had to do three things with animation. One, make them look like the original characters. Two, make sure the game is still able to be playable. Then three, get it past the original creators. Uh, When you look at the process like that, you have to limit the amount of characters you've actually got. We thought 16 separate characters with their own set of animations is probably enough this time around. In the future, we've got to, we got more characters or assets that we could look at if we want to do another game like this. But we just have to pick a list of characters that people know. And as much as people love Shinmu, uh, you know he's one of those characters that fell by the wayside as a result. I mean, the other thing, and I'll say this specifically, is we try to get characters which fit together on screen. Although Lulala is humanoid, She's still very cartoony. Ryu has a look which is very human, and it might have a look. Um, he might look at a place, so it's kind of art, an artistic decision as well. Which hmm. is it's kind of funny because I felt like Alex Kidd was this is like his worst look ever. So like, yeah. Sometimes I'm like, you guys redesigned this character and he's ugly. Like I understand you guys passed it on the original creators. I felt right. like Ulala was probably the best uh, represented character, and so was the Knights characters. But I felt like Alex Kidd was the worst one myself. Yeah. But uh, what do you think about this information and how you look at the characters and how they represented them? Um, I'm I'm kind of kind of having flashbacks to our recent discussions about the Sonic movie, where it's like, again, we have these creatives who are like. How can you have cartoony characters existing with human? It just doesn't work artistically. And I'm like, I mean, have you seen Roger Rabbit? Have you played Super Smash Brothers? Like, it works. I mean, you look at those screenshots that people are drooling over when a new Smash Brothers reveal comes out, and it's like the Duck Hunt dog and then Bayonetta, and it's like they could be, you know, so far apart design-wise, and Bayonetta, as crazy as she looks, looks way more realistic than that cartoony dog, but it still works because it's like they represent their corner of the video game world, and people just like seeing them brought together. People don't care if they all have the same style. And, well, something like that works in a game like Sega Heroes, where they all need to be the same proportions and, you know, to save money on the movesets and things like that. Um, In this game, like, as long as they can hold a tennis racket and run around, like, it shouldn't matter. You could put Opa Opa in this game, and it would work just fine. Like, I, I, I don't really buy that. I don't know. Maybe it's just, like, a type of mindset in the creative world that exists 
but I can get past it. I guess some people can't. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I also agree with you. Like, I do agree with the animations. That's hard. Um, yeah. But this is why I think they moved to kart racing, because you have to only animate the hands and up, the you know, above the waist. So it probably saved a lot of time for the team. Uh, well, while it's easy... For, oh, this is my question. I, I just went off the cuff, sorry. Um, while it's easy for fans and critics... Uh, for to critique the selection of characters, he does bring up a time frame, animation, and getting characters approved uh, by original developers, and of course Ryu appearing in future games. I guess they they tease. Uh, would you mind if they brought in clone characters with the same animations, like Shadow and Sonic, basically being the same game? I mean, or the same character or whatever. Uh, it's tricky because, I mean, well, I do think Sonic and Shadow are very similar. They do have their differences that fans pick up and that I think Izuka would just say no to if they made a carbon copy. Because, for, you know, Shadow, he does his little hover skating move. That alone mm -hmm. is different enough that you'd have to do a different moveset. And then the attitude, too, like you can't show Shadow doing all these like happy, quirky Sonic moves, it would just not suit his character. So I think you could get away with it, but then I think you'd be doing a disservice to the creators and most especially the fans. Yeah, I think this would probably work better as like having skins you unlock or something. Like, oh, classic Sonic just above, you know, like he moves exactly like modern Sonic or whatever, just for right. fans to be happy. Maybe yeah. you could get away with Silver or something, but yeah, I agree. A lot of these uh, characters, like Sonic and Knuckles, express themselves through their actions, so that's hard, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, who would Ryu be? Like, Virtual Fighter guy? I guess you could say... You could put the Virtual Fighter guy and then put Ryu and just copy yeah, each other. Yeah, that could work. That actually there's some could that work. Could, there's some that could work, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's hard, but I think this is the reason they actually moved on to kart racing after this because of easier animation. And mm -hmm. it's funny because I remember when people were asking for knights and all that in the other one. In the kart racing game, they brought up the animation thing too. Like, we had to animate every character and it takes too long, so we can't have that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's the, the <laughs> go-to. I mean, maybe it's the truth. I don't know. I don't make games, so... Um, the game was a party tennis game that featured super states where you could fill a meter and get a special move. This is similar to Mario Tennis. Superstars, te I guess a lot of these uh, superstars games are basically a Mar always compared to Mario games, right? Mm -hmm. uh, superstars Tennis used unique animations for each superstar state and uh, was basically a callback to uh, their previous games with Sonic turning supersonic. Uh, Amigo had a uh, Maraca Madness where the ball would fly in an erratic pattern. Alex mm -hmm. Kidd had a Rock, Paper, Scissors one. Of course, some of these superstar states would do the same thing. I mean, you can only do so much with a uh, tennis ball. What is your opinion on these party games using super meters and super moves like Mario Kart or even Superstars Tennis? Like, a lot of people have, like... Um, like, they feel it's cheap, right? But it's really there because but, it, they're trying to make it mainstream so even your your friend that sucks at it has a chance to come back, right? Yeah, no, I, I have no problem at all with it. I think if you want to play a real tennis game, go play Virtua Tennis. But if you just want to play a fun party game that has these little, like, tweaks to the rules, obviously they're going to, you know, <laughs> you're going to want to try one of these games. And I, I don't see an issue because it's the real, it's a really good way to, one, uh, reward players so that they can see their favorite character kind of dominate briefly. And also it's a great way to bring in fan service -y things. Like you're not going to see Supersonic unless you have this temporary super mode. You're not going to have rock, paper, scissors in the game unless you have this as well. And they went even further, I remember, with um, uh, All-Stars Racing. Like, uh, the Bonanza Brothers had a crazy one where you oh, looked over yeah. the track from a blimp and started, like, dropping bombs on people. It was crazy. So yeah. I, I think they were on the right track with this. I actually really liked how diverse they were in this game and how diverse they were in uh, All-Stars Racing. I think it was a shame that Transformed kind of 
you know, it just kind of, they just went faster. Yeah. You know, and flew. That was it for all of them. I kind of missed the more unique ones where you're like, yeah, you're, you're flying around dropping bombs. You're playing rock, paper, scissors. So I, I, I really like this idea and I like not to take away from Mario, but this is something I think anyone with half a brain would have implemented. Even if Mario tennis or Mario Kart didn't exist, they were like, we have these characters it's a game that's not strictly tied to the rules of tennis. What can we do? Let's have them do a superpower and show off something that they, you know, the kids like. So, you yeah, know, it's fun. I, it's I fun. don't think that like Mario created it. I just use it as a example because I feel like oh for sure a lot for of sure. people that play these type of games, all all of us have played Mario Kart, right? So mm-hmm. it's the most popular one. It sells a gajillion copies. Um, so. The next bit is we're going to talk about the courts. There's only 10 courts featured in this game, and I feel like this is the biggest letdown because I feel like making courts for other games would would have probably been the easiest thing, right? Right. Um, So we got Green Hill Zone, which, I mean, we always have to have Green Hill Zone for Sonic. (laughs) Scrap Brain Zone, which is another Sonic one. Spaceport 9, Space Channel 5. Coconut Beach Outrun, which is surprising. Uh, Carrier Zone for uh, Afterburner, another surprising one. Curian Mansion for ha- the House of the Dead. Super Monkey Ball for uh, Super Monkey Ball. Uh, Shibuya, Shibuya, Shibuya. Downtown, Downtown, Jet Set mm-hmm. Radio, and Carnival Park for our boy Samba de Amigo. And uh, see, that's it. Like no Golden Axe. What's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> It would have been hmm. sick to have like a golden axe the first stage with or on the back of a turtle or something, but no. Um, yeah. What is your huh. opinion on how each court is represented, including for games like Jet Set Radio that featured a brand new 3D style? That was the weirdest part for me in this game was like looking at me yeah. in in, uh, in 3D right for the first time. Yeah, honestly, when Steve was talking about that realistic, cartoony blend not working, I think the only time it doesn't work is when you have a, a game where the graphical style like does not translate. Like Jet Set Radio, yeah, like you take away the cell shading and they do look a little strange. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that is odd. Like if anything, it makes the whole world of Jet Set Radio seem kind of normal, which is kind of a disservice to it. Um, you also look at some of these and. I mean, yeah, Outrun and Afterburner have had 3D versions, but these are supposed to be referencing pixel art. Mm. Uh, same with Green Hill Zone and especially Scrap Brain Zone. That one surprises me because, you know, uh, Sonic fans like to cry about Green Hill Zone coming back, but they should really be celebrating Scrap Brain being in this because that's a really underrepresented zone. I think this is the only time it's been revived, really. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's a classic zone. That's like the first final stage. So um, I, I think overall they were represented well. I th- I do like the idea, and they did this in Transformed, um, where they have these tracks that aren't necessarily represented by either Characters. you know tennis players or racers. Yeah, exactly. So I really like that. I think they could have done more. I think. Even basic ones like a Space Harrier track with just the uh, uh, Space Harrier grass and the mountains in the background. Like, it's super easy to do. So why not, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. But spa- I don't know if we talk about it later, but Space Harrier is, like, in the game, right? Like, as mm-hmm. a bonus. So there's something like that. But um, yeah. what do you think about the uh, courts? Well, I think some of these were, like, given, like, Coconut Beach. I'm pretty sure they took the assets directly from the Xbox port. So it's like, oh, yeah, we can add this. Um, I wish they would do more of that. You know, like, I'm sure Sega has a bunch of assets, right? 3D assets. So it would have been cool to get, like, maybe even the 3D Shinobi or a Billy Hatcher because it was so easy, you know? But uh, I still think it's great. I mean, I don't think any other team likes... Uh, outrun and AM2 stuff as much as Sumo, so you could tell that they uh, had to sneak them in there as le- uh, courts. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty happy with that. Um, so here's a, uh, I guess, a little unknown fact about this game. I've never really heard people talk about this. The game was actually censored because of Germany. Uh, 
Apparently, Kyrian Mansion was the what was listed instead of the House of the Dead, and Virtual Squad instead of Virtual Cop. And uh, the <laughs> reason, oh, I guess we also had Puyo Pop, but that that's just Sega of America at the time. Um, right. According to the interview, they asked him why they kept the censored names outside of Germany, because this is uh, apparently the House of the Dead and Virtual Cop. The names are both banned in Germany. Hmm. Uh, I think I think virtual cop is because of uh, copyright. I'm not sure though, but he. Uh, well, let me just hear. Here's what Steve Lissette says about it. I think he he talks more about it here. It's crazy. Basically, the situation is House of the Dead and Virtual Cop are banned in Germany, and one the and once a game is banned, it's banned forever. From our point of view, we've done the game on flight five platforms. We'd have to do a separate German SQ. Uh, mm-hmm. It would have been quite a bit of work, and we'd uh, have to get things uh, uh, past things, change the logos, artwork, etc. And so between us and Sega, we decided to compensate all across Europe, and so it turned out to be Kieran Mansion and Virtual Squad. But I think it's called Virtual Squad in some territories anyway. Uh, did you know that Germany did not like light gun games? and Because uh, hmm. they're both light gun games that they decided to ban. That's and interesting. Did you know, and did you know that we have to deal with this issue in the rest of these free countries? <laughs> that's free, not like Shenmue's uh, full reactivized entertainment. No, like that's freedom. It, no, no, free as in the the Shimu one. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Which is good. also part of yeah, it's also part of American freedoms. <laughs> I didn't know that. Wow. Um, I wow, you're really digging up some crazy trivia from the past. Yeah, I completely forgot. I remember Kyrian Mansion because that was a thing in the racing games, mm-hmm. but um, Virtuous Squad, like, wow, I forgot all about that. That's really funny. Um, it's a shame. Like, they're, they're just light guns. They're not real guns. The whole point of video games is it's a fantasy, so calm down. I don't know. It, it is kind of um, crazy that, like, the German government yeah. seems to not like light gun games. I wonder if this happened with Time Crisis, you know? Or, yeah, I wonder what they yeah. called it, like time, not I guess crisis. nothing, <laughs> time not crisis, yeah, <laughs> everything's fine, the game was yeah. called, uh, that's crazy, yeah, no, it's a shame though, so the American version though, did that have House of the Dead and Virtua Cop, I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I don't have a 360, so I couldn't hook it up to figure out, and I looked at everywhere, and, and uh, nobody really said yes or no, so I'm assuming they stayed, because... I, I okay. want to think that I, I want to think that I never saw the logo of House of the Dead in the game, and I just assumed it was because the court was actually Kieran's Mansion that they called it that. Hmm. And uh, the Virtual Squad one, I'm not sure either. I know it's a mini game, so I wish I had a 360 easily to hook up, but uh, I don't have one because I, I have the game. I have the game on 360. That's the one I played the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Um, let's see. Um, oh, yeah. We're talking about the mini games next. Um, the game mm-hmm. featured modes called Superstar Mode, which would uh, let peop- uh, players go on missions, including exhibition match, tournament, and task, which are basically the mini games. The more missions you unlock, the more content you got. I wish the game had more content, but uh, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. The game also had a separate exhibition mode and tournament mode if you wanted to play. One of the things I always love about Sumo Digital games is that even in their ports, we got these like really creative mini games to like dig into when you were done with the main game. And mm-hmm. Super Sa- uh, Superstar Tennis is no different. We had Puyo Pop Fever, which basically let you hit a tennis ball and solve a puzzle of Puyo Puyos. Basically, you have to just clear the board. Space Harrier. Uh, you hit one. Uh, you have to hit all these like basically space harrier themed bosses, like or bad guys. Virtual Squad. You take down uh, cardboard thieves with your racket instead of a gun. Uh, they also shoot if you don't hit them fast enough. So it's basically like the the original game. Mm-hmm. Jet Set Radio, where they threw spray cans at you and you had to basically hit them in certain spots of the graffiti. Sonic the Hedgehog, which is rings appear on the court. And you're allowed, and the other, uh, there's a robot on the other side of the court throwing projectiles while you try to collect as many rings. If you get hit, you obviously drop the rings. It's kind of, I, I thought that was pretty fun, even though it was very simple. Super Monkey Ball. Uh, in this mini game, you have to hit the monkey balls into your ring on the other side of the court. You have to hit it through it, kind of like what you do if you played Super Monkey Ball. 
Choo Choo Rocket, uh, you basically had to get the mice into the rockets while hitting the ball and changing the directions in the other side. And uh, Korean Mansion is basically you kill zombies with the tennis ball and you save civilians. Hmm. Uh, so what other uh, what other games do you think would make good mini games for this? And what was your thoughts on the mini games that they did have? Boy, what was missing? Um, I think it would have been cool to have Virtua Fighter, where they have the fighters on the other side, and you do ring outs by hitting them mm-hmm. with the balls. Like they could be slowly walking towards you, and then if you hit them multiple times, they get knocked back to the point of. Uh, doing a ring out. So it's almost kind of like Space Invaders, you know, where they're coming towards you. Yeah. Um, I think it would have been fun to have a Virtua Tennis. I mean, why not have actual Virtua Tennis there? Yeah. Um, you know, like you find yourself on the Virtua Tennis court, Sega Sports logo in the background. Mm. Um, and, you know, maybe something goofy like Flicky or something. Uh, the little bird with the little trail of uh, little chirpy birds behind him and you hit the birds off of them but then that makes you I guess the bad guy so maybe not but uh, maybe not <laughs> um, but I, I it's hard to pick a favorite but I really like how diverse it is it's like you get you're getting 16 bit you're getting uh, 8 bit you're getting arcade you're getting Dreamcast era mm-hmm. I, I think Saturn is really underrepresented in this game as a whole though. Um, yeah, n- yeah, that's what I've noticed too, right? Like, I'm not seeing any Sega Virtual Saturn Squad? references. Virtual Squad, I guess, technically. <laughs> I guess, but that's more like... Arcade? I mean, that was... Yeah, that was like ported. That's the closest thing you get. But, yeah, uh, I-, I think it's definitely missing uh, some Saturn representation. That would have been cool. How about you? Uh, I think Puyo Pop Fever is pretty sick, and I think every time that uh, Puyo 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 gets added to any game as a mini game, it's just mm-hmm. automatically awesome. Like Sonic Mania boss with uh, Puyo Puyo, awesome. Um, I like that. I really did like Space Harrier. That one's the one that surprised me, because like I try to go in a lot of the stuff blind. I knew the characters, but I didn't know the mini games. So when I played it, I was like, wait. They got Space Harrier. Like, these guys are serious. It's not just Sonic stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, like, stuff like Jetson Radio is obvious. But uh, as for making other mini games, I-, I would love to see them do more obscure arcade games. Like, uh, I thought it would be cool to, like, advertise stuff like Ollie King or whatever. Like, just stuff that, like, nobody really talks about. Um, so, but, I mean, we got what we got. And like you said, there wasn't that many, that much Sega Saturn representation. But like, I'm trying to think, what Sega Saturn only game did Sega even make? Like at the time, it just felt like it was all arcade stuff, right? It's, Knights. They could have done Knights. They could have done Knights. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, maybe even a Burning Rangers one, just to make it a little different. That would have been cool. Uh, one surprising, uh, one of the surprising parts of the game wasn't just that Sumo. It was Sumo Digital's first game. But they had to complete it on multiple platforms, which was really impressive. So the mm. game had differences between each... Each version had its own different thing, right? For example, PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 both had online play and HD graphics. While the Wii version featured three different control options, including motion control, uh, Wii Remote Sideways, and uh, Wii Remote with a nunchuck. And the uh, and the 3DS or the DS version, sorry, this is before 3DS. It, it had D-pad and motion controls. Hmm. Uh, the HD versions also had more missions compared to the Wii version and a different HUD. Uh, what versions of the game would you recommend to our readers? And what is your opinion on having the Wii and DS versions? Are you surprised that we got a Mac version in 20, th- 2013, but not a PC version? Wow, you're throwing a lot of questions at me, George. Yeah, let's um, start with the first one. <laughs> uh, I would say that um, I'd probably recommend the Xbox 360 version. Um, I would also say that the Wii and DS versions are interesting to check out. I would, I mean, honestly, if you can get them for a good price, pick them both up because it's the only portable version of the game on the DS, and the Wii has. You know, you can try the motion controls out, see how you like them. And I am surprised about the Mac version. I think I remember playing that, at least a demo of it, 
and it was weird playing a Sega game on a Mac. <laughs> yeah, it's also weird that it came out like five years after the first, the first game came out, and PC version never came out. Like, yeah, I I like Mac, right? It's cool, but like PC right. seems to be having a lot of gamers, right? Um, oh, for sure. I would also recommend the 3D, uh, the 360 version because, uh, like you said, it has the better graphics. It has uh, the smoothest one. I guess online doesn't matter anymore, but it has the most missions. So I do remember that when this game came out, it was really hyped on the Wii because of the motion controls. A lot of people were very obsessed with the idea of playing tennis with a motion control because of uh, Wii Play Tennis or whatever it's called. So mm-hmm. when I was going back and reading interviews, a lot of talk about the the Wii version was probably talked about eighty percent of the time. Um, but I, I mean, you could try it out if you want. Um, I also like the DS version. I said on Twitter before, but because it looks like a Sega Saturn game, it looks like if this game came out on Sega Saturn, it's the DS version. It will it would look like that. Yeah. And uh, another impressive thing about the DS version is that it runs at sixty frames per second. So. Sumo Digital does know what they're doing. So now we get to the part where we're going to have to get mad at some people. It's (laughs) critics. It's critics what they thought about this game back then. While our opinions are usually high because we're Sega fanboys and we like the idea that we have all these franchises in one game. It makes us happy. What did mainstream reviewers think at the time? According to IGN, who gave the game a 6.4... In theory, there's nothing wrong with the idea of a whimsical tennis game featuring classic Sega characters. In practice, it's a bit of a yawn that ends up feeling like a barely good enough cash-in. The environments and characters are largely well done, but the control scheme and dull minigames drag Sega Superstars Tennis down. Uh, Game Revolution gave the game a 0.5 out of 10. Wait a minute, why, why am I playing a tennis game anyway? And that's exactly what will be going through your head. If the actual tennis wasn't tedious and mundane, you wouldn't have to ask whether Sega Superstar Tennis was just used to justify a reunion of Sega characters or the other way around. Either way, the dream of a Sega-filled game that actually lives up to the legacy of Sega remains to be fulfilled. Oh, shut uh, up. It's funny, though, because if you read the the game revolution review it's very terrible like one of their issues with the game is there's no tutorials so they don't tell you how the lob and all that stuff works which i guess you can complain but like dude i don't know like do we really have to have a tutorial for everything in tennis like maybe they should have done it but to give the game a 0.5 out of 10 because of that it's like okay dude so okay yeah and I mean, I, I gotta like mention here, like this. I think is the games <clears throat> industry coming off of kind of a shitty era of uh, gaming magazines, where it was just a bunch of like, <clears throat> excuse me, like dude bro speak, and they'd be like, "All right, guys, so you got a hot babe at your side, and you're picking the toe jam between your toes," you know, like they they have like stupid shit like that in the reviews. So yeah. Uh, my issue is like, why? <coughs> like, me. you have to. I mean, uh, yeah, like, you have the coronavirus, right? Um, yeah, right. I do. Um, as a reviewer, you have to tell me why it's mundane. You can't just say words like it's mundane. Why right. is the gameplay mundane? Right? How do you make yeah. tennis mundane? It, like, it's not that hard of a game. It's mundane. Do. That's why. <laughs> um, Destruct- De- Destructoid, on the other hand, gave the game a seven saying it's a damn solid game with bright and beautiful graphics simple but fun gameplay and a significant wad of content um i will say that uh most reviewers gave the game about a seven and it averaged about that so i would say Mm -hmm. that's good some people would say that's average like wikipedia but i disagree um but uh yeah that's basically all my notes i have on this game uh anything you want to do to say to close it um, well, before we read off our uh, Patreon memory, um, I do want to mention the uh, music. We didn't touch on the music. Um, no, we, uh, well, I didn't touch on it. I'll tell you why, though. Okay. I try to look for all the tracks, like the remix tracks, but mm-hmm. everybody's playlist of this game is like, they just show you, like, okay, let's say Scrap Brain Zone. It's just the old song from the old, like, right. another remix. So 
was this game just using old tracks but i i i was pretty sure there was remix music here right i mean by and large i think it used pre-existing music but what i was going to mention was the um theme song i believe was from uh, what is it richard Jacques. yeah uh, and um i remember in interviews when he talked about the the music he said that the theme song is basically sega superstars tennis so you can sing it even though there's no lyrics so it goes Sega Superstars Tennis da, 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 da. So, you know, every time I play the game I always kind of, in my head, sing along with it And I think it's kind of cool that they worked in the Sega Into the song itself I think that's cool, I like that um, But yeah, you know, it's it's. I mean, as you can see from this episode It's, it's not a deep game um, But it's a, uh, a fun party game Which I think you know, it is exactly what it sets out to be. So I think it's a successful game at that. Um, I would love to see Sumo come back and revive it, uh, knowing what they know now. But I feel like it's just we've moved on. It's racing now. I, I just feel like the current people at Sega would never give the go-ahead for another tennis game in 2020. Uh, and if they do, I feel like it would be like a Sonic tennis game, right? Like Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, anyway. Uh, so, um, and before we wrap things up, too, you can check us out on Patreon. You can support us. You can get this show a little bit early. And you get to have your memories shared at the end. Uh, in the case of this show, we have Nicholas Schaefer. He's our uh, lone wolf here. But he has a lot to say about this game. So I will let Nicholas take it away. He says, I love and adore this game, and it's a crime that it has not had a sequel. It just had so much charm. I never have been one for sports games, but love this one even more than Mario Strikers. All the secret characters in uh, in Sing Accords, Sing Accords made me want to keep playing to unlock more. So much unique character animation that rivals Sega All-Stars Racing for me. Despite, despite me being a Dreamcast owner, I didn't buy a Dreamcast till 2001, and many of the games were already disappearing from stores. It was this game that got me to investigate the series, to play Jet Set Radio and Space Channel 5, and it baffles me that Sega doesn't keep making these games to keep their franchises alive. And um, I guess just to comment on Nicholas real quick, I, I kind of agree there. I like when Sega uses these uh, cameos to promote pre-existing games and I think now out of all the times is a really good time to do that because with Sega Ages, Shenmue 3, Space Channel 5 VR, Streets of Rage 4 like there's actual modern day remakes and sequels out there that they're making money off of um, mm, I think yeah. at the time with Superstars Tennis there was no Alex Kidd, there was no uh, Golden Axe so it, it wouldn't really make sense for them to do it but they did it anyway um but now there's actually a reason so um yeah i say bring back this all-encompassing sega franchise uh game whether it be racing tennis fighting cooking whatever because now's the time now is the time uh anything anything else yeah, you agree no. yeah yeah i agree because like it's just weird to me that we got sonic uh the racing game but mm. not a new uh, tennis game. Or not a new tennis game, but not an all-star racing game, like with all the same characters. And I felt like it was the perfect time when they were doing the road to 2020. That's all. Yeah. And we're here now. The road has ended. All right. I guess we'll see you guys on the next episode. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>